Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see live streaming of many of my performances on Periscope. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Merle Haggard. Memories and drinks don't mix too well. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 24. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Congrats to the winner of the Las Vegas trip. I learned the Elvis classic, Viva Las Vegas, just for the occasion. Thursday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Wyzetta Bar and Grill in Wyzetta, Minnesota. Always a great time. Our bartender buddy Mark is off to Cuba for a vacation. He rented a James Bond looking car and everything. Have fun, man. Looking forward to rocking the Muni again next month. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Great Good Friday dinner crowd. Congrats to my buddy Jeremy's new dating service he created on his iPhone. You're killing it, my friend. Saturday. Brian K. Johnson and myself raised the roof at GPI, a.k.a. Gosnell's Packer Inn in Prairie Farm, Wisconsin. The improv comedy session with the owner Bart and myself was quite memorable, along with the unique cover of Kenny and Dolly's classic, Islands in the Stream. Upcoming shows, Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. I'll be performing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. That's it for me for the week. Headed to Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania 32. Wish me luck. Guest this week is the Minnesota guitar extraordinaire and one of my best friends, Mr. Dan Neal. We discuss Johnny Guitar Watson, how Danny wound up in Minnesota, stage shoes, etc. Enjoy the conversation! Yes, this is Gorilla Radio there, Dan Neal. Um, no fancy boom mics. No fancy we're just boom here, mics. We're here portable. That's yep. how we go. <laughs> yeah. um, Mr. Dan Neal, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, the number one requested guest welcome. so far. Thank you, Mark. We're here at uh, the Como Park Grill in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, the only spot that had power was this window seat, and we're staring at the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in many of them. Yes. So um, Danny and I probably should spend more time 
looking at churches <laughs> after all of our years on the road together. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's a good opportunity for that. Wouldn't hurt me a so bit. So we're just had a, a little bite to eat and uh, having a couple beers here, and uh, they hopefully we'll be dropping them off shortly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very shortly. How have you been doing? I've been doing great, Mark. Keeping busy. That's good, man. Playing with a lot of the same folks you know. Yeah, so I heard that you are now the current guitar player of Cheap Trick. Is that true? <laughs> Only when Rick Nielsen can't be there, which turns out to be, well, he's kind of always there. Oh, my God. He's too reliable. What's some stuff you've had going on lately? Well, you know about the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra, of course. Yeah, with Lisey Wright, John yeah. Wright. Who's the yeah. drummer now? Our drummer is a young man from Rochester named Alec Tackman. Nice. Great You guys have been traveling all over, haven't you? I haven't seen that on Facebook. We have been. We go, we go to the East Coast area quite a bit, and we go down south, the southeast quite a bit, mainly the Carolinas. Jeepers. Yeah. Nice. How's it been going? It's been going good. And you guys have been putting out a number of records, too. Is it like almost an album a year? We're trying to get to that, yeah. Nice. That's good, man. You still recording it in uh, Savage? Yes. Under yep. New Folk Records? Yes. Okay. Well, nice. see, you know these things better than I do. <laughs> yep, Danny, just show up, play it, plug in that guitar, and just go. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so what's some other things you have going on? Uh, I, funny, we're looking, to, we're looking at a church. I play, I'm playing in church tomorrow at uh, Wyzetta Community Church. Really? Yeah. It's a... Funeral? No. Oddly enough, no. It's, that's, that's a church that has services on Wednesday and Sunday, so I play a lot of the Wednesdays. Wow. And it's a very good band. That's good, man. Yeah. Is it a good payoff, too? Oh, yeah. Good they're payoff, make, and you get to go to heaven afterwards, They're making too. me rich. Yeah. <laughs> I know Danny and everyone... Danny and I used to play in Rochester all the time. We'd drive in your red car and stuff, that old PA of mine in there. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget, I asked you a question, Danny. I was like, I was like uh, hey, Danny, what do you like playing better, weddings or funerals? And you said, weddings, because the people that hired you know what you sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounded like something I would say. <laughs> One of those goofball Rochester conversations. That was my favorite times with you, Dan, was spending so much time in the car and on the road to these shows. And, <laughs> yeah. and we're both big music fans. I always like to learn about different musicians and music styles, and I can't even tell you the stuff you taught me over the years via performing and just music history stuff, whatever. True or untrue, it's great folklore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't matter if it's true or not. You just asked me a question. I... I Saw on YouTube a, of course, long ago interview with Frank Zappa because he's been not with us for a long time. But yeah. uh, uh, an interviewer asked Frank Zappa, did he listen to any guitarist for inspiration? And he, he, his answer contained two guitarists that surprised me, although they shouldn't have. And I swore I just saw this too. It wasn't Freddie King. No, even go back further. Because I would have expected Freddie King or Clapton, or I would have expected... Was it Django Reinhardt? No, because I would have expected that, too, because that's a jazz great, you know. Oh, Wes? Wes Montgomery? I would, and I would have... I, that's who I was listening for. See, you're the one that got me into Wes Montgomery, Django Reinhardt, Hot Club of France. I mean, They're the I'm, greats. You should teach a class. I mean, I've I learned so to. much about music stuff. Who was it, though? 
He mentioned two guitarists. He mentioned Johnny Guitar Watson. And, yep. and that didn't surprise me that much, but the, the second one he mentioned was Guitar Slim. Guitar Slim. And isn't Guitar Slim more of an acoustic guy, right? Or a slide guy? He was, he was more of a lead singer guy. Okay. But he, he did, uh, he also inspired Stevie Ray Vaughan. Really? I mean, guitar, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan covered a couple of Guitar Slim songs, one of them being Things I Used to Do. Which, which we covered for a, years. I yes. still cover that right now. Yeah. Um, that's right. It was Johnny Guitar Watson, because yeah. I've been downloading a bunch of new music, and I and I've, know you've mentioned him, and I stumble across his stuff on iTunes, and the guy looks so cool and stuff. He's got oh. tons of material. Yes. But... I listened to it and I was like, I'm just borderline downloaded or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it, a real motherful, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might say Johnny Guitar Watson, his recording career was a bit on the commercial side. Lord, it's a real motherful, yeah, yeah. Make you wanna run for cover, yeah. Do you know much about him? Was he a good player? Yes. Very. Because I don't hear much of it in there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've, Our beers are here. He, he, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. He, he played Cole with Park a lot Grill, of... St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> so Come Johnny, here or stay at the Catholic Church. So I think Johnny Guitar Watson played with a lot of the same guys that backed up uh, Curtis Mayfield, backed up uh, his, his band guys, backed up Dwayne Allman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Aretha. He didn't, was hooked up with that same crowd. Didn't Curtis Mayfield, he was paralyzed towards the end of his life, wasn't he? Well, didn't like a stage fall on him? Yes. That's terrible. That is. Out of the places you and I have played over the years, we should have had that happen to us a long time ago. <laughs> totally. Man, the odds would have been on it. The smart money. Oh, know. man. So I've been, uh, I'm just pretending, like this podcast here is pretending I'm sitting with you in the car, driving on the road, <laughs> yeah. talking about music and good times. Um you know, we could ask you all your, what's your favorite color or stuff, but who cares? Yeah, and, and my answer would be different every 10 minutes. <laughs> Danny does have an awesome First Avenue hat on, though. He's looking good. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so I just downloaded, I think you have history with this fella, Clarence Gatemouth Brown. I do have a, a two-minute history with Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Is that the one you opened for and you played too many Chuck Berry tunes? Right. Is that him? Yes. Yeah. And we and Can you tell that story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at the fine line and there's this sold out Clarence Gatemouth Brown show and I think he had just won a Grammy. I mean, uh and rightfully so. Yeah. So we hear Clarence's sound check and you know, band's excellent and he's sounding great and we're all in a good mood and for some reason we played the band I was playing with, and I think that band was called Teabag at the time because okay. we, we had an English bass player named Steve York. He's a great bass player. Cool. A anyway, uh, I think we played almost all Chuck Berry songs that set. And, boy, we were having a great time, and guitarists always have a great time playing Chuck Berry songs. Yeah, man. And then we come to find out when our set's over that Clarence Gatemouth Brown hates Chuck Berry. <laughs> 
is that the one that, so when you're done, did he come up to you and he just said, because I say, repeat this all the time, do you go, y'all through? <laughs> that was a different guy. That was a different that, guy. Who was that? That was Robert Jr. Lockwood. <laughs> what that, was that story? That, that, that was a show where I was playing with some different guys. And oh, God. Uh, part of our set was playing maybe six minutes or so of really fast country music, you know, because that way I could, I, in my head, I'm, think, I'm showing everybody what a hot shot I am, yeah, you know. Man. So we, the, the last couple of tunes in our set was fast country that sounds like Foggy Mountain Breakdown, except I'm playing a Telecaster, you know. Yeah. Like no one's ever thought of that, right? But and at the end of our set, at the end of our set, I sort of ease over like I'm going to shake hands with Robert Jr. Lockwood, you know, who's the blues titan who played with Muddy Waters and Little Walter and yeah. many others, but that's the two I can think of. And uh, I stick my hand out and I introduce myself, told him my name and called him Mr. Lockwood and in Instead of shaking my hand, he said, y'all through? <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. I quote that all the time. It's, Even when we play in a show or something. Yeah. Someone think of someone like, y'all through? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, was that Robert Johnson's son, or was that just folklore? No, I think it's true. Really? I think it's true. I would love digging through your CDs and B.B. King. Um, Live at Cook County Jail. Oh, one of the greatest albums ever made, I think. I, I listen to that all the time, too. That was one of our favorites. If, yeah, if you like electric guitar playing, B.B. King at Cook County Jail. It's unbeatable. What's another one you used to listen to? Corn Picking and Slick Sliding. Oh, James Burton and Ralph Mooney, right? What year was that recorded? I'm guessing that was early 70s. And who would they, they play for? Well, James Burton played with so many people that... Uh, it runs the gamut from John Denver to Elvis, literally. Rick Nelson. Yep. Uh, was the house guitarist on the Louisiana Hayride. Okay. Uh, pretty much every celebrity that existed in the 60s, James Burton played with. Okay. Uh, Ralph Mooney was Waylon Jennings' touring steel player. Really? For least 25 years but he played with Merle Haggard's Strangers too did he really yeah oh that was a fun record to listen to oh that was What's a great record the, what was the other band we used to listen to it's kind of that jazz rock stuff um it had a strange name yeah, something orchestra kind of oh, Mahavishnu Orchestra that's it I remember that record too and then we used to listen to a lot of Wes oh I was obsessed with Wes Montgomery for a long time. Still am. Yeah, he's spectacular. Yeah. Um, what was the record we used to listen to all the time? It was the blue one. Kind of blue or something. No, it was, that's Miles Davis. It was... Uh, um, um, there was a tune we listened to a lot called Blues Riff. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> What's now in the Daniel vehicle? Uh, now? 
Uh, I listen to Pat Metheny a lot, of course. Okay. I mean, pretty much every electric guitar player does. I've uh, heard his name a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who, a friend of mine told me he's, I think he's the only jazz musician that's won 20 Grammys. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. It is cool. Yeah, I mean. I've yet to win one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on my first one, too. I'm yeah. getting a little behind schedule. So how did you, so everyone will notice that you have a southern accent or whatever. So how did you end up, wind up here in the Twin Cities music scene anyway? Well, I was doing sort of a never-ending bar tour, so to speak, with this band of southern gentlemen that called itself Rawhide. Yep. And we played in the Twin Cities occasionally. And we, had, we, for some reason, we went over well here. So when I left that band, I, I wanted to sort of keep some of the playing schedule that I had, which, of course, didn't happen, but I thought it would. And I th- just my first idea was, well, we always had the most people in the Twin Cities, so I should just go there. Cool. That, that's how... That's how that's how smart I wasn't. <laughs> I just thought it would. I just thought I could say, "Well, I used to play in that band that that uh, packed this place." I think one of the places is still there. I think Archie's and Hopkins. You guys used to play there. We used to play there. And you're originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Yes. And uh, the band was from there. Uh, was from. Tennessee or Arkansas. Okay. How the heck did you wind up at Archie's? It's, we would play anywhere. We would literally sit sometimes. We would not know where we were going on Sunday, and the phone would ring, and there would be a bar that would hire us Monday night. Oh, my god. And we gosh. would just drive there. I learned a ton about being a road warrior <laughs> from working with you, um, playing night after night, travel, and how to be professional. I still, in my gig bag, still have a separate pair of shoes that I put on for the show because you that's one of your trademarks. Oh, that's things. my trademark. And I've been separate, doing that as well. It's like separate thing from your stage shoes so you don't beat them up when with the equipment, right? Yeah, or for me, more practical, you know, spray mud all over yeah. my pedals and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, do you like that, that hardcore workhorse schedule? I do. I do too. It keeps life simple. Yeah. You just know you're going to work. Except when there's no jobs. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Then it doesn't work so well. No, you want to work. Yeah, then, it, then there's all this stuff to think about. Yeah. Um, so have you ever fronted your own band? Uh... Not that I, not what I would call fronting. Okay. I've stood in the middle and sang a few times. Yeah. When necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I've never really fronted a band, though. Oh, God. It's probably a good thing. So, some people may know, or big fans of yours, besides, uh, we'll talk about some of the folks you've worked with, whatever, but um, your Christmas records... You've had two Christmas records. Correct. Primarily instrumental. Yes. I think you sang Run, Run, Rudolph off the first one. Yep, I sang So Run, how Run, did Rudolph. those, for fans that love those albums, how did those come about? Uh, 
I, in both cases, they were, uh, excuse me, they were Packet Arm Records idea. And that, so that, that was a friend of mine at the time named James Nickel. Okay. Who is, I think that's the fellow that outfitted Packet Arm Records into a studio. Because before it was a house and basically a big shed. Yeah. And he outfitted it to be a studio, I'm sure, at the cost of a fortune. And uh, I happened to know him at the right time. And he, I guess there weren't tons of people making Christmas records that weren't classically trained at the time. So he said, you should do a rockabilly Christmas record. Oh. And uh, I said, okay, well, I, I'll, that sounds good. And I... I called Trent Norton, and I called Noah Levy, and asked them to do it. And to my surprise, they said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Who wrote that inside panel, that funny Dan <laughs> Neal story? I think James did. I, th- I think the guy, that, the guy that had the idea to do that album, he wrote all that silly copy on the inside. And who was the Santa Claus? That was a guy named Brent Sigmuth. Yeah, do you know him? I don't know him personally, but I know that one of his protégés, Jeff Bacusker, worked on almost all of our Whiskey Roses records at uh, Manor Lane Studios with Hornish. That's right. So kind of shirt tail, I guess. Yeah, that's right. So he was Santa, the drunken Santa? He was the drunken Santa. Were you choking him out in the picture? Was that what it was? Or are you trying to wake him up? I think I was trying to wake him (laughs) up. Or both. Would you mind doing a part two of the podcast here, Danny? I wouldn't mind at all. Okay, since we got to finish our beer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so every week I do a story behind the song segment. Yeah. So I thought we'd feature some of the stuff that we worked on together. We should. Um, what should we talk? What What's the song we should play for this week's? I was thinking, should we do uh, the first one we ever did together, Manic Depression? Yes. Because that's the first song we ever tracked together. That's right. I love that song. And I think how it came about is that you came to one of our shows at O'Gara's, and Lisi was playing with us. Yes. And uh, somehow we end up connecting, and I think you took me to for fajitas or something up the road in the <laughs> Harmar Mall. I think it was and something And I had like this that. song, and uh, we pieced it together and hired Ben Kaplan, went down to the studio in Hornishes, grabbed Ryan Erickson and Lisi, recorded it like in one afternoon and I remember you said you knew it was a good starting for a band because Ben actually sat there for the whole session yeah just <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that I was the say. first one that we ever tracked so I guess the story behind the song for that uh and I guess as far as meaning of the lyrics probably because maybe I'm manic depressed <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, and please stick around for episode two. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It can be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Bar stool, some nights till quarter to her. Man.
memory gets best with me Or another shot glass Some big bad boy comes kicks my ass Her memory gets best with me And I go up Pickup truck, coppers got me out of her memory gets in my head. The on lights, another bar, another drink, and another battle scum. Her memory gets in my head. And I go up and down, up and down, panic Jeans. But the sun shines a warning 